welcome back to Raise a Little Health. I'm your host, Steph, and I am here flying solo today. I hope I can keep you entertained with some good conversation. I know having guests is more fun, but sometimes I just want to speak from the heart. I don't know if that's cliche, but I'm going to say it anyway. So I hope everyone listening is having a good day, good evening, good night. I don't really know what time people listen to podcasts. I feel like I either listen to them in like during work hours or in the evening if I'm like doing a task like laundry or or dishes, something like that. But today I'm going to talk about something I haven't really talked about with anyone really. I'm very, I don't know if self-conscious is the right word. I've just always been stuck in the middle. And I think you're going to hear that word a lot during this episode. I'm thinking of titling this episode actually stuck in the middle. Um, and I'm going to be focusing on bo- on body image. So topics like body dysmorphia, body weight, scales, things like that. I know these conversations can be a little bit triggering for some people. So if this episode isn't for you, I take zero offense. Everyone needs to do what they need to do, but just wanted to put that out there at the beginning. So I'm going to start with my regular intro, joy of the week. So spring is definitely here. Shout out to my mom. Her birthday is actually the first day of spring. Shout out to Taylor's mom too. Taylor, if you're listening, um, that was a couple weeks ago, but with spring comes flowers. And last weekend, I got some beautiful tulips from the market with friends and they have been blooming in my house all day. And they have just, not just all day, all week, actually, since I've got them. And they have just brought light and color um, and new life into my apartment. And just that little thing has brought me joy this week. March has been heavy for me. I mean, this podcast is going up late, um, but I mean, that's life. You can't, as much as we try and make all our commitments and we try and be the best we can do, be for ourselves, for others, for um, all our obligations, sometimes you have to just restructure your priorities and I also, at the same time, take rest. So that's what I've been trying to do. I have a really good feeling about this new month ahead. Um, But yeah, so apologies that this episode is going up late. So why I wanted to talk about body dysmorphia and body weight and scales and all this is because I have been feeling a little bit down about my weight. So if you don't know what I look like, it's it's a little bit hard to describe, but I really just think I'm like an average height, maybe a little taller than, than average. I, I think I'm, I, I mean, I, I know I am a healthy weight. I'm in a healthy BMI. Um, I'm definitely more muscular than the average person, um, but I wouldn't call myself fat and I wouldn't call myself skinny. And sometimes that puts me in like a very, very weird headspace. And I feel like I've been like this almost my whole life. And the other, not the other day, about a month ago or so, I, uh, I texted something and I'm just pulling it up 
And I said, being mid-sized is a stalemate. Some people think you should call yourself skinny and others think you shouldn't. It's a weird headspace. And what I mean by that is you want to be proud of the body you're in. But then you look at other people and you start comparing yourself and you're like, well, should I be skinnier? And then, but I don't really fit in that category. And then you look at larger people and you say, well, am I curvy? Am I plus size? Am I supposed to be in that category? And then people who are larger than you look at you and they say, don't compare yourself to me. And it's just, it's this constant cycle that doesn't end. And I guess this goes back to like being a kid. Like I, I grew tall very early on in age and I definitely had my height relate to my identity. And what I mean by that is, especially when it came to sports. So my job being tall in soccer was to play defense, get the ball, block other people. My job in ringette, take the penalties, be strong on the ring. In basketball and elementary school, it was block the shots, be strong. And, and those tasks and those successes brought me praise. And then it's also like, is this because it's my body type that you're happy that you have like a taller, or bigger person on your team? Or is this because of like my skill? And obviously as a kid, you're just, I don't, I don't think you compartmentalize that as much as a kid. But when I look back now, I'm like, wow, I, I was affected by this. And other times that I felt really, um, what's the right word? Other times I felt really confused by my body type as a kid was, was finding right clothes that fit. So sizes that work, I felt pressured to buy like the volleyball, like the lemon shorts that just like really didn't work on my body type. Honestly, I just didn't really like how they looked and didn't want to wear them in public and short season, like getting denim cutoffs was just like a nightmare. Like I just felt like nothing just, I just felt like it didn't fit and my thighs stuck together. And it was just, it was just tough. And I remember my parents used to always be like, it doesn't matter the size. It's just how it looks. Size is just a number. Size is just a side. And get this, I was working. I was 21 or 22 years old at this time. This was after university. And we were getting like sweatshirts or, or shirts or something. Um, and my colleague said, I'm a small staff. I assume the same for you. And I just froze. And I was like, yeah. So what was I going to do? Corrector. And I just froze and I went with it. And that wasn't really, I wouldn't call it a kick in the butt, but it was like a wake up call that I could dress in smaller sizes than I thought that I had to because of my height and weight. And I guess it just took someone external who I didn't feel like I lived with or had seen me in different sizes to help me realize that like, okay, maybe I'm not 
as large as I think or as small as I think. And I really, really don't know if I'm making sense by this, but that just external factor just sort of helped me recognize that I don't always need to size up. And I know I'm going on like a complete tangent here. So I really hope that what I'm saying is making sense, but this is how much being mid-sized just all in all screws with your head. And I want to jump into um, this term that I recently learned. It's called body checks. So now I'm not talking about hockey, but I'm talking about body checks and body image. So I know most of you probably check yourself out in the mirror every single day, whether it's assessing the clothes you're going to wear for the day or doing your makeup or checking your hair when you go to the bathroom. Um, But I mean, body checking has been emphasized by selfies, um, TikToks, like videos like that. But um, the definition, um, according to Healthline, is body checking is the habit of seeking information about your body's weight, shape, size, or appearance. So when I was introing body checking, I was talking about like checking yourself out in the mirror, but it doesn't always have to be checking yourself. It can be like avoiding looking at your body and looking at other people's instead. So constantly um, comparing yourself. And this really, really is compulsions. So other types of body checking is like, it goes hand in hand with nerves, like always going to the washroom to like check your hair before um, a meeting or someone new comes in, always like going back and like powdering your face um, to cover up what you think is like bad acne. It could be continually like pinching your loose skin, continually fixing your posture, just things like that, like always sitting in a certain position when someone like comes in the door, you're seated. So you look slimmer and it is truly, truly, truly a compulsion. And I'm guilty of this 100%. I constantly am checking my hair. I am constantly looking at my outfit. I'm hating it. I'm constantly comparing myself to other people. And this is problematic because it interferes with our ability to concentrate. It takes up time. We're not focused in the moment when we're body checking. We're, we're blocking everything else out. And when we don't feel confident, all we're thinking about is this shirt makes me look fat, or I hate these jeans or so-and-so is prettier than me. And it causes us to get siloed. We get anxious. We isolate ourselves. And even if someone else came and complimented you, when you're like in this state of, I hate my shirt or I look stupid, you're not going to take in other people's word. It's just going to go in one ear and out the other. And I am guilty of that too. It is a hard, hard world that we live in. And I know I just did an episode on social media and healthcare, but like that comparison game is always there. And people are, we pose online. People are flexing their best poses. No wonder we're body checking ourselves all the time. But we need to remember that people, everybody and every body is different. 
And I am trying so hard to remember that, but it is a freaking battle. So there's two points I want to touch on. And I promise I'm going to try and ramble less. The first is health and fitness. So body weights when it comes to fitness. So at the end of the day, there are different body types for for different fitness purposes. One of the biggest things to remember is that muscle at the end of the day weighs more than fat. And that is something that my parents always had to remind me because I struggled with remembering this. And the second thing I was going to talk about is the scale, but I'm just going to jump into it right now because when you're gaining muscle from fat, you are not going to see that much of a weight difference. What you're going to see is toning. You're going to see more of a physique, but you are not going to see that number always reflected on a scale. It's a harsh reality because we immediately go to quantify our successes, but you can't. But what is that progress? Like, are you, are you squatting more? Are you able to do an additional rep? Are you meeting your goals at the gym? Or are you just looking down at a scale and seeing that it's less? And when I think about it, which one is the healthier option? I mean, it's different for everyone. Everyone's health, fitness, weight loss journey is different. But which goal is more important at this time? That's the other thing with body weight. Genetics. Genetics make up who we are. And, you know, we have different hair colors, different eye colors, skin color, height. Um, But we live in this world that is fueled by comparison. And there are parts that we cannot control. Yes, we can go to the gym, we can go for walks, we can eat healthy, but even if everyone in this world followed the same regime, we would still be different. There are literally over 20,000 regions of DNA that have genes mapped out by the human genome. Nobody is going to be the same. And especially when it comes to athletics, what it, what would you call the ultimate athletic body? And I read this book about two years ago called the sports gene. And this is what it dived into athletic. And I'm doing quotation here. Body types are subjectively distributed across a bell curve. You are not going to see the world's best high jumper and the world's best shot putter looking the same, but how can you say that one is more athletic than the other? And what they said here was that they called it the big bang of body types. And this was a project known as heritage. So health risk factors, exercise training, and genetics. And this showed the, the different gene variants between people and compared their inheritance to aerobic trainability through multi-generational controlled training study. So what all that gibberish means is that there, they assessed health, risk factors, exercise training, genetics across different generations. And it showed that everybody is different. 
there are impacts on where you live and where you train. There's a reason why a lot of cross-country runners train at higher altitudes. People who grow up in the eastern side of the world, there's a lot of walking, so they have longer legs. And that is a genetic makeup as well. And all in all, what I'm saying here is that all in all, what I'm saying here is that people train for different purposes. In football, if you're a lineman, you got to be big and strong. In soccer, if you're a striker, you got to be speedy. You got to work that leg to get that shot. But if you're a goalkeeper, you really got to focus on that agility. If you're a basketball player, yes, there's advantages if you're tall, but you're going to be working on your Achilles tendon in your calf for your jump and your spring. Whereas that's going to be larger compared to somebody who is, say, a badminton player, even cross-country running. I know I don't have the typical body. Oh, dropping the mic. I know I don't have the typical body for cross-country running. And I remember being in high school and doing that. And I knew I wasn't going to win. I knew I wasn't going to do well. I had one of the biggest thighs in all the heats that I participated in, in 12th grade. And yeah, it was kind of embarrassing, but I ran and I'm still running. And a decade later, I am still running. And you know what? I might not have the typical long distance running body type, but I'm doing a damn good job with the body that I have. But I want to jump back to the scale. And I talked about how we have this natural instinct to quantify our successes. And I think this comes, I mean, all our grades growing up in school were quantified. It's even letters that's still quantifying it. But I'm at this weird point where I started running a lot in the past two years. And, and I know that's, that's helped with, with weight loss at the end of the day, but, but I've tried really hard not to de- neglect my strength training. But a year ago, I was, was in a very dark place. And I, it was one of the first times in my life I experienced appetite suppression. Um, sorry, I'm like weirdly getting emotional. Um, and, and I, and I dropped weight and I continued to drop weight and it, it, it scared me. Um, and I didn't know how to control it. And I was training for a 10 K at the time and, and I, I couldn't give up the running um, because it, it was, it's a therapy for me. It's, it, it, it brings me joy, but I was just, I was just dropping weight and I got, I have a, a range that I'm, I'm healthy with. And, and when I got to a point um, very much below that, it, um, it kind of scared, it kind of scared me. And, and, and with help and support, I, I've got my weight back to, to a better place. Now it's fucked with my head, even though when I lost that weight, it was unhealthy, but now I'm seeing it. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm gaining weight, 
but it's like, I am supposed to be gaining weight because I have my appetite back. I'm not in a dark place anymore. I'm nurturing my body. I am feeding it with the movement, the nutrients, the habits that it needs. But still I'm like, oh, it went up a couple pounds this week. But it's like, that is good stuff. That is good. And I think that is what is so challenging about weight because I was under my ideal weight for a a chunk of time. And I got used to that, even though I knew it wasn't healthy. It's just my body naturally went to this number. I know that I am definitely not alone in that, whether it was a scale below or the scale high for other people. It's just, it's, it's such a weird reality. Sorry, my, my voice is getting dry and I was slightly emotional there, but we keep it going. But the other thing that messes with my head, and this is, this is kind of like less about the scale, but more about um, compliments and my reactions and mindset to receiving compliments and, and comments like this have actually impacted and changed how I speak to other people. And I, I would love to know if anyone has had a similar situation to this, but I remember after university when I, I don't want to say I went, I, I really started getting into health and fitness because I always have been, but it was more like my independent training now that I'm not playing on like a post-secondary team or that, like that student athlete life that where that's kind of your identity. People, I remember I was wearing not a super fitted bodysuit, but just definitely a, a good, a good confidence day too. Um, but people hadn't seen me in like six months or whatever. And I remember I had a number of people say, what are you, are you working out a lot? You look so good. Or did you lose weight? Oh, that one triggers. And it's these types of, um, and I'm not saying don't tell people that you look, that they don't look good. What I'm saying is that Sometimes words can be misinterpreted. And it's, did you ask me if I lost weight because you thought I was bigger before? Like, would you have given me that compliment if I wore this outfit six months ago? And I know that's a bit of a toxic cycle that's like in my head too. Like, it's not just all in the person who's trying to be a good person and like say something nice to someone else. Like, Obviously, this is like something I need to work on, but I think just being mindful of word choices on body images is just really, really something that we need to sometimes take a step back and think about. I know these aren't the best examples and everything that's been said to me was, I know, had such good intentions but I just truly, truly think it's something, how we speak to other people is something we should continue to be mindful of. So I know I've been on a bit of a ramble today, but if you are stuck in the middle, like me, you are not alone. I know we look in the mirror sometimes and think, am I making progress? Am I not? Should I be here? Should I be there? Am I a small? Am I a medium? Am I a large? Am I an extra large? Oversized sweaters are in. Small sweaters are in. Low rise jeans are coming back. I will not be jumping on that trend, but 
it's it's hard to keep up and mid-sized bodies well we need to be recognized too and at the end of the day I want to look at myself in the mirror and say thank you to this body I mean look at everything that you have done in your life think of the places you have gone if you've traveled think of the sports you've played if if you've done that think of the times your body has allowed you to get up early stayed up late if you need to do something think of all your body has allowed to do and thank it because we really only got one body and i'm i personally am trying so hard to remember that and appreciate it and if you stuck with my rambling today i i sincerely appreciate it because this topic is out of my comfort zone. I've never really vocalized it a lot, but it's something that's on my mind and it's something that's been affecting me increasingly over the last little bit, but it's definitely something that's been there my whole life. I've just never really acknowledged. This episode especially is for my mid-sized gals out there. I see you and I feel you. And to everybody and everybody, you are beautiful. Oh, I wish I had like a little button that was like, oh, <laughs> but yeah, I just want to finish the episode off with what I will be raising a little health for this week. I'm curious what everyone else is raising a little health for. So text me or message me if you are, but what I am going to be raising health for is two things, being nicer to my body because that goes with the theme of the episode. I always have like a like a saying of the year. That's what I've done the past three, four years. Um, 2021 was less validation, more affirmation. And that was both for my body image, but also for just my self-confidence. But my saying or quote for this year is be your own best friend. And how I talk to myself about my body, there's no way in how I would talk to my friends like that. And Nicholas said the same thing in an earlier episode, but we need to be our own damn best friends. So maybe I'll try and be my own hype girl. <laughs> but so yeah, I'm going to be raising the health for that as well. I'm just trying to get to bed a little bit earlier because this body going back to the theme here, you see what I'm doing? It needs its sleep and I'm not giving it enough. So mom, if you're listening to this, I know she would be proud of me saying that. So with that, thank you for listening. Be kind to yourself. Love your body. Love yourself. I'm Steph and this is Raise a Little Health. Take care.